0: So I'm here with Sam Lewis, who is an Elastic Arts co-founder and a curator for the Dark Matter series, correct? Did I get that all right?
1: Mostly. Mostly. Oh, no. No, 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 no. It's all good. You got that correct, (laughs) Um, except that the Dark Matter series has kind of morphed into a series and a residency program. Oh,
0: excellent. Yeah, this
1: year is our first year we have... For residents <gasps> and we're super excited
0: oh my gosh wait okay can I come back to that in a little bit yes. we're gonna come back to it yeah. okay um so one of the things we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the residency and we're gonna talk about also uh the Afrofuturist weekend that's coming up because I'm very excited about it um as I as I imagine and hope you are
1: absolutely and mostly because those two things that you just mentioned intersect with the festival so Boom! It's it's great.
0: There we go. Um, so to go back to go back a little bit to the past, how uh, kind of how and when uh, did Dark Matter series start?
1: Um, this is our fifth year for the series slash residency, and um, I started it really. I, I was just thinking. So for the longest time with Elastic, I was trying to get and give access to people of color. And one of the main ways I was doing that was through um, a hip hop series, long running hip hop series that I did. Mm -hmm. And as time went on, you know, I was getting older, but I've always had that spirit of like not being stuck in like the music of my age of becoming. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like looking for for new stuff and Mm -hmm. being excited about new music. Um, which I can't say for everyone that's in my age bracket, but <laughs> um, so I was really just a prompt of what's next, and I wanted to kind of create the series as a as as a an ask <laughs> for that, and I went and I was trying to find a suitable co-curator, and I was able to, and my longtime friend Jonathan Woods. Uh, he's a super awesome person first of all but a great videographer musician and just thought you know yeah thought leader you know <laughs> and leader of and thought. so we got together and formed the series like i said five years ago and we started by you know with that that question you know what's next and in my mind i was thinking you know it's going to be something electronic-based. It's going to be something that's more modern, Mm -hmm. you know, in that sense. And maybe it has Afrocentric roots. Maybe it doesn't, but... That's what I was, like, envisioning. And it's kind of like you're starting to write a novel and you think you know what the ending is going to be. And then all of a sudden... It turns into something Yeah, it was like, what am I writing here, you know? Like, this
0: is a different journey (laughs) than I anticipated. (laughs) It's not
1: even the same protagonist, you know? Um, (laughs) And so that's kind of what happened because as we went on and started booking things and trying to, like, book artists that were kind of exemplifying that, Mm -hmm. what I realized was... Yeah, there were some electronic musicians and they were doing these forward facing things. And yes, that did exist. But really, the bulk of it was people who were playing instruments uh-huh. again, you know, and yeah. it's kind of like the the revolution of going backwards to go forwards. And so there was all this great. Analog, live instrumentation. Uh-huh sound that was coming out and some people at one point may have called it jazz but really it's kind of transcended that yeah and sometimes it does incorporate electronic music as it is but
0: do you you feel like some of the it's almost like the acoustic instruments are creating almost the kind of like different and like out there sounds that maybe you anticipated coming from more of the electronic stuff
1: absolutely absolutely so artists like ben lamar gay for instance who plays the cornet but he also um, plays electronic instruments as well and he's a perfect example of what that sound is yeah um and so we got off into doing that and then we wanted to kind of have a celebration not necessarily a festival but Mm -hmm. more just a celebration of all things afrofuturism um our afrofuturistic and so we after doing the series for one year the second year we did our first afrofuturist weekend Mm -hmm. and it was really exciting because you know we like to call the series a performance series it's not necessarily a music series um Because we've we've uh, featured visual artists and we're going to be featuring some in this year's festival or this year's weekend um, and performance art as well as music, movement and so forth. And so um, that first year was a good example because we had an exhibit that just happened to be traveling uh, through town and we were and it was all about Afrofuturism. And so we had that exhibit going and then we had um, authors like um, Yatasha Womack Mm -hmm. uh, who's like written a lot of at this point classic Afrofuturism books and then we also had great music you know. And so that kind of set the tone and we've just tried to replicate that and I think this year's Event is probably like the one that I'm the most excited, excited about yeah. out of art. People always say that it's like right. the latest one. <laughs> it's the best one, but <laughs> it just gets it, better it, and better. It, exactly, it really is though. Well, and
0: that's the goal, you know. <laughs> you know. Um, so, and and you kind of touched on on this already. Um, it says and i don't know you know sometimes uh people put things on a website and then they come back to them later and they're like i don't know how i feel about this anymore (laughs) but like on the elastic website Mm -hmm. um in the description kind of of the dark matter series um says that the series is really focusing on new directions launching from and beyond hip-hop and exploring collaboration between sound and video um Are you how would you would you kind of word that the same way now or would you rework that?
1: I probably would reword that just in the sense of
0: not that I'm trying to like point out
1: like here are the flaws on the. No, 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 seriously. (laughs) I've looked at that statement and I was like, yes, but I think as you can see in that statement uh, or hear from that statement that hip hop was on my mind when I started creating the series and really most of the music that has been featured in the series as of late really has nothing to do with Mm hip-hop at all, you know, except that they all are part of a larger uh, progression of of music, of people of African descent, you know? Absolutely. Um, And so, yeah, I would probably reword that. However, the rest of it I probably would keep because, um, like I said, uh, my co-curator, Jonathan, is a wonderful videographer. Mm -hmm. And so what he does in the whole process is, when these artists are going to be featured, he will talk to them, find out like what their music is all about and what kind of mood they want to set because we want to try to be a little bit um, more immersive in the experience and so when you come in, you're not just getting these sounds but you're getting these great visuals and you're kind of like wrapped in this whole thing and so he's done a great job of matching visuals that he creates Mm -hmm. specifically for these artists with their music, and so, and sometimes the artists have their own visuals that they like to accompany their stuff, and he's Mm -hmm. more than able to kind of accommodate that, but if they don't, then he really likes to kind of do that work, and he's actually becoming quite well-known in in our community for doing that.
0: That's really cool. Um, Do you, one of the things that I personally really like about Elastic is, I mean, sometimes when I go in there, and I've talked with other people on the podcast about this, sometimes when I go in there, you know, there's, there's like some kind of exhibit going on some art on the walls, but a lot of, I feel like in, for the most part, the space to me feels a little bit, it's so flexible. Um, and so many different things can happen in it. It's a little bit, I don't want to say it's a blank slate because it's not, but, um, it feels like such a flexible space where you can almost create your kind of all immersive, very comprehensive kind of performance atmosphere. So it's not just like, here are the people watching and here's the stage where everything's happening. Um, Do you feel like Elastic, like that's an advantage that Elastic has over other spaces where you could maybe have this series?
1: Yeah, I I think so. And, and, you know, hearkening back to just the name Elastic, I know opinions may vary, but the way I've always seen it is when something is like stretching in multiple directions, like uh, being elastic or yeah. having elasticity. Um, but it's stretching from this core point of where it's stretching from. Yeah. And I think we stretch in mi- a multitude of directions. Yeah. But I think no matter if we're doing new music or improvised music or hip hop or j- whatever you want to you know, yeah. have in the space. It's still all coming from the same place, yeah. you know, and and I think that that's been one of the key things about our space that's really kept us together because we were an extremely diverse group of people that founded totally. the organization, yeah. And you know, I don't, I think it's something pretty unique in Chicago, yeah, um, where so many people with so many different interests have gotten together to create one space, and somehow that space holds all of that. Yeah. Um, And I think it's it's a beautiful thing because, you know, a lot of DIY spaces because in our essence, that's what we are. is just a DIY space. Some people have said now we're a grown (laughs) DIY space, you know, (laughs) which means (coughs) old. But, you know, (laughs) just keeping that attitude of like it's us. If we want to see this future, then we have to build it. Yeah. Um, And so I think people have taken on that mission. And I think. We were intentional about that um, from the beginning, but it still took a lot of good chemistry to make that happen. Yeah but as far as the space, I, I do think it is a blank slate and I like that it's a blank slate. I know that there's been temptation in the past like you know there's been times when we've been like kind of frustrated with the rigors of doing regular art exhibits. Uh-huh. And some people have, have suggested, why don't we just put in an installation that's cool? And just have that
0: oh, okay. be
1: there, and then we don't have to worry about like switching the walls and spackling and promoting and doing art openings and blah right. blah blah. You know, um, and yeah, that's that's kind of an easy way that we could deal with that. But then that installation becomes like part of our brand, right? And that may or may not be cool. And so <laughs> I like the fact that something is up on the wall, and I could hate it, you know. <laughs> And there have been exhibits that I've kind of hated and other people have <laughs> felt uncomfortable. I mean, you know, I don't know if this is a, a G rated uh, no, podcast, but, <laughs> you know, there's been ex- there was this one exhibit where it was literally like um, people's nuts tracks <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like splayed out with little arrangements on them.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: and and, you know and we called it balls on the walls you know you know and people had very strong reactions to that exhibit you know
0: would imagine but i feel like
1: if you have a strong like visceral hatred of that for whatever reason that's feeling something you know and that's explore that you know and so and then in two months it's going to be gone you know and so uh and then on the other side there's been exhibits that have been up that I have like really loved and I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh, why does it have to go? You know? Um, but you know, everything in life is, is temporary, is transient and temporary. So, and so I like that. So people can come in, they can make the space their own, um, whether that's for a night or for a two month uh, exhibition or for a weekend of shows or what have you. Um, and then the next group of people come in and it's a completely different vibe and, and environment, you know, yeah. so.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, so I want to circle back yeah. to um, the details of Afrofuturist weekend. Yes. So it's happening the weekend of September 20th, 21st and 22nd. Absolutely. And I have to admit, one of the things that caught my eye, like mostly, I mean, my entry point um, to Afrofuturism, you know, my perspective and understanding of it is going to be limited. But um, m- my entry point to Afrofuturism has been uh, through like reading novels, like mainly books and movies. Yes. Um, and a little bit of like Janelle Monae. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> uh, but I saw that Nicole Mitchell had this Xenogenesis suite, and I got super excited. Yes. Um, yes. Because like after i've been you know i read some octavia butler i read the xenogenesis suite and i read some like nk jemison and which i don't just i don't know if jemison counts as afrofuturism but i yeah at least yeah. like partly yes yes um.
1: <laughs> absolutely
0: um and and i just i it it like tickles me so much that, yeah. <laughs> that um that like these kinds of that this kind of literature it could be you know reimagined in a musical form um, can you, uh, tell people a little bit about, um, in general, like what kind of, uh, some of the performers who are going to be on that weekend?
1: Absolutely. And so like I foreshadowed earlier, there is an intersection between this residency program that we're doing for the first time mm-hmm. and uh, the weekend this year. Gotcha. Um, we want all of the residents and we're going to have all of the residents taking part mm-hmm. over the weekend. And one of the things, um, about the residency was that we wanted to get all of course all of these really cool, interesting workaholic um, artists into this program mm-hmm. but then we were like okay if we put this person and this person and this person in a room <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then we were like maybe nothing, maybe they're just going to all go to their corners of the room and they're going to develop their work um, just like they had been doing for the most part before that. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, they started, you know, having a love fest with each other and saying, <laughs> you know, let's collaborate with something. Let's, be let's do so. A lot of what's going to be going on um, are kind of collaborations, creating cool. new music with these residents. So on Friday, um, one of the residents, Quabena Foley, who is a uh, graphic artist? Um, he's going to have he has it's going up uh, Saturday, um, and so he's going to have a little bit of a run before the weekend happens. But he's going to have some work go up, and it's some hilarious at times and really awe-inspiring at other times. Um, uh, collages that oh, he's wow. done, okay, and so those are going to be displayed. And actually, the image on the flyer here of Octavia Butler reading <gasps> above a bunch of oh of God. kids, adorable kids. Ah. Um he created that image uh, that specifically so for the flyer because we were looking at um his work and we're like cuz you know, it's like we were thinking about creating the flyer and it was like, okay, we're going to get this guy to do the graphic design. I said, "Wait a minute. We have someone who does graphics. Yeah. That's a resident. Let's <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let's keep this in-house. Yeah. And so we asked him, like, hey, can we use one of your images? Or, you know, if you could, it would yeah. be great to create something, you know, based on Octavia Butler. Since totally. that's a huge part of the of the weekend. And he was like, oh, sure. And he yeah. whipped something up in, like, less than 24 hours. That is super great. And it was really awesome. So that's the image. And so he, on Friday, he's going to be kind of um, doing an opening for his work. Mm-hmm. And he also has a, a collection of footwork artists that are going to be there performing. Mm-hmm. And that should be a lot of high energy and fun. And then, and that includes um, Mr. Echoes and Kevin Johnson. And then there's going to be um, Needful Things, um, which is going to be Shannon Harris and Mojde Stokely, who are, and Elijah Jamal, who are the other three residents so all of the residents will be um performing on friday awesome and then on saturday like you mentioned um nicole mitchell's uh xenogenesis uh octavia butler tribute is going to be there and that's like her group has like a is an all-star collection of musicians Mm -hmm. because obviously she's super bad and can get (laughs) anybody in the world (laughs) To perform with her she's kind
0: of a big deal exactly well. <laughs> so
1: people like joshua abrams on bass who if you don't know um, was the roots original bassist, mm-hmm. and um and has had a super long and prolific career beyond that um and then um another notable uh, performer is uh tamika reed Right. who plays your instrument she of plays choice. plays my instrument. She yes, plays exactly. it a
0: million, kajillion times better. <laughs> yeah, just different, Which just is. different. <laughs> she's so great. She is. I have a crush on her. Yeah, I have a cello crush awesome. on her.
1: And rightfully so. And so <laughs> they're going to be playing their headlining Saturday, of course, of course. And then um, we're going to have Elijah Jamal. Return for Saturday, and he's going to be doing another trio performance, but this time with Angel Bat David. I love Angel. Yes, and she is blowing up right now. Um, I've she had the the good fortune of being her friend, but also performing with her in a couple of different projects and mm-hmm. being a part of some projects that she had, like this opera that she wrote. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did some puppetry for that, and so it was really cool. And so she's super wonderful and a loving person and and then also Brandon Markel Holmes who was a former and and so was Angel um they both took part in the dark matter series in the past mm-hmm. and Brandon is like a silky R&B vocalist Ooh. and you would think how does that mix with Angel and Elijah who's doing like really obscure electronics it works, you know, (laughs) it really works. So they did a performance. This is going to be a reprisal of a performance that they did as part of the residency. Um, I think it's probably been close to two months ago now. Mm -hmm. And, um, the way the performance went down then was, um, he had the audience gather outside of the door that leads to the restroom. So they weren't coming in through our normal entrance and Uh then he had them come in one at a time and he did a like 30 second to one minute long individual performance for each of them (laughs) luckily it wasn't like 200 people there
0: oh my god (laughs) and so and
1: so once you would come into this room you would sit down in a chair right in the front center and then they would perform for you and then they would stop and then I would come up and I would usher them out. (laughs) They would have to go out through the entrance and then back all the way around outside the building to uh, go back to where they started. Oh, my gosh. And so once we did all of that, then, um, and they were all handed like this symbolic flower. He's been really into like flowers. And (laughs) so then the second part was everyone came in, but they initially came in blindfolded. Wow. And so they all came in and we were kind of guiding them around and they all started performing again and then they would get up and walk in between them and like just having people hear that. And then slowly we unblindfolded them, uh, removed the blindfolds and then they sat down and then they enjoyed the rest of the performance. And so, you know, it's like that's like people have done things like that, but it's kind of like. Just when you start thinking just about different ways of presenting. Yeah. um, And whether it's a new idea or not a new idea, I think having someone come in and experience something that they, first of all, weren't expecting because he gave no forewarning of this whole situation. (laughs) I thought was really great. So we're going to try to um, do a reprisal of that on Saturday. And then um, Aphrodisia, who is kind of like a Sasha Fierce uh, for um, Sadie Woods, mm-hmm. uh, who's a phenomenal DJ, sound art, installation artist, um, exhibitor, curator. Um, she's going to be um, coming in this character of aphrodisia Whoa. and spending some selections after the night, you know, into the night. So awesome. that's a great night, of course. And so um, the first night, and the third night are both $10. Mm-hmm. And this Saturday is 20 And I think it's worth every penny. Yeah,
0: it sounds like it. Not
1: to mention since we're BYOB, so you can come bring yeah. your, your beverage of choice.
0: Bring your flask.
1: And, and yes. <laughs> and then on, sa- on Sunday, we're going to have um, this woman, Keisha Howard, who um, specializes in VR experiences. She was... Uh, She came by and and chilled with us on Sunday of last year's weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's just really fun just, like, exploring this. And there's going to be music this time playing. And so people will be in these alternate realities experiencing sounds. And that night or that day, really, because it starts a little bit early, uh, starts at 2 p.m. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Shannon Harris, who also goes by uh, Esoteric Being. And this guy has a resume as long as my arm (laughs) he does uh audio pharmacology um wait what (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) sound healing wow and it's not just i'm going to play some sounds and they sound good and you feel relaxed and aren't you healed (laughs) you know (laughs) no he like works with medical doctors and they like are all about frequencies and which frequencies are healing, like wow. certain music to heal certain things. And I'm not explaining it like anywhere giving no, it justice. No, amazing. So he does that kind of stuff. And he also does sound baths where it's, oh, yeah. yeah, he does that. Um, he is just a great DJ just on its own. Yeah. Um, just taking it to that level. Not that that's not enough, but (laughs) (laughs) he's a great DJ as well. And so he is really been one of our most engaged residents. Mm -hmm. He was literally the first person to apply and uh, it's no disrespect to the other residents, but he had one of the most thorough and complete and thought out, um, residency plans. Wow. And he has done every single thing and more than what he said he was going to do. Yeah, he's extremely organized, um, wow. extremely dedicated and motivated. Um, and so he's doing—he's been doing Sunday events um, at the space as part of the residency. And so we thought it was going to be fitting to have him come back and do another Sunday event, yeah. and just kind of fold that into the weekend. And um, he's brought in different people to collaborate with him over these these other events. Yeah, and so this thing that he's going to be doing in early September, he's going to like, he's going to have people lay down on this table that they're constructing. And he's actually going to put the music through your body. And (laughs) like, you know how, um, if you play certain, uh, frequencies and vibrations, um, liquid will take on a shape. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to be doing that. And he's like, okay, this vibration causes this shape Whoa. in liquid, and so when we do that in your body, uh. then that shape is in your body. Uh. <laughs> so Whoa, it's that's like, <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that
0: blows my mind. He
1: is a trip. Whoa, he's a serious trip. So he is going to be getting together with Radiant Devices, which is the group um, that Day is one half of. Who is she's the other resident. She's has a a large um, spoken word background Mm -hmm. Um, she along with other collaborators do a series called surviving the mic okay which is really it's a it's a slam it's a spoken word series Mm -hmm. but really it's more a therapeutic spoken word series where people can come and through poetry talk about trauma wow and so much stuff it's like Super powerful work, and she's huge on that front. Mm-hmm. And so, her group, which um, there's another uh, artist that performs with her named Theodore, he's awesome. And so, they're going to be performing with Shannon on Sunday. Awesome. And um, what Mojde is doing as part of her residency is, is um, dealing with, you know, taking racism head on and talking about reparations and yeah. trying to get individual people to commit to paying reparations wow. that's a that's an easy conversation to have <laughs> like will you give me $100 I mean that's that's super oversimplifying it but that's basically what she's doing you <laughs> oh know? my goodness and so talking about that whole thing and so everyone that's involved in the program is doing awesome stuff and I was really encouraged uh, to see just all of the applications yeah. for the program. We got over seventy-five applications, and at first we were only able to pick three residents. And then when we told um, the Joyce Foundation, who was our generous benefactor, mm-hmm. um, that we had so much response, they were like, "We'll give you a little more money for Aww. bring on another resident." And so that's, that's how we got Quabana. Um and so. It's just been a great, and so we really want to have um, this year's Afrofuturist Weekend be a celebration of these residents as kind of like their big show. Yeah. At the end of the thing, because it started this spring. It's a seven-month residency. Yeah. And we hope that all of that will then help make this event, this residency program, kind of an ongoing thing. Totally. You know, and so that's this year's weekend, and I hope that everyone can come out at least for one of the days. All of them are great, but of course, you know, put us pen in Saturday cuz yeah. that's going to be something super super special. I've been a huge fan of of Nicole Mitchell since I first moved to town in 95 mm-hmm. back when the hot house was in the Flatiron building mm-hmm. and I, w- I remember going there and seeing her when she was playing with a group called Samana and I, you know, fell in love with her playing and, and been like a huge fan ever since and have had the, the good opportunity to kind of work with her over the years. But this is going to be one of the biggest, you know, and, you know, her stature, she's a giant in, in this, in this, in this thing, you know, (laughs) and just the fact that we were able to actually get some other funding to be able to make all of that happen because she's a budget breaker (laughs) you know with the band and like people flying in and so we were able to get funding um, specifically for that through another organization and that is really that made the whole thing work because you can have all of these residents and some are very well known on their own right yeah but that's one thing but then when you're able to have all of those people and then add this like huge draw like a nicole mitchell it's for the first time really giving this series and this residency program a lot of momentum yeah which is something that we've needed because i don't know if people tell you this but you know you do stuff focusing on people of color and a lot of times especially if you are a person of color who is doing it Mm -hmm. you don't get a lot of press right you know and so this is like the first interview that I've ever done about this series and we've been around for 5 years, you know.
0: Well, that's garbage. Yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> and and that's that's why I was like, "You want to talk?"
0: Yes, you know. Oh
1: you know, not that you know the podcast isn't great, but you know, it's like there, there there's a real deficit of that. It doesn't yeah. get a lot of press coverage whereas other scenes who may not even draw as as large crowds as we do yeah they are like lauded and and they should be because this stuff is good but i just think there needs to be more equity yeah and certainly
0: just like i feel like even something new or like something that hasn't even been around as long as like dark matter series just something that you know features a lot features or is run by a lot more white people like people are willing to like for some reason more willing to like take a chance on it even if it's not like established and like it's just i don't yeah i mean such and, such I, and i have a
1: story about you know that it's like there was um an artist who was an artist of color but um not an african-american artist Um and she was doing a series of of shows at elastic and mm-hmm. she was featuring african-american artist and because she has like a prestigious university connection or is was is was connected in that world then all of a sudden there was like this huge feature in the reader mm-hmm. and talking about these artists and some of the same artists who i've featured in the past and there's radio silence you know yeah and yeah. so it's like I, it's hard to not to, and i also think that you know Like I said, I'm no spring chicken. I don't feel like I'm old by any means. I don't like using that term. But um, there's also something to be said for um, when younger people start doing stuff like this. Mm -hmm. It seems more exciting and more like groundbreaking and new. But if people have been around and they're doing this, they're like, oh, whatever. You know, I think there's a little (laughs) bit of a teeny tiny bit of ageism uh, that is going on in the whole thing as well. And so you know we'll just try to overcome all that i think we just want to keep keep our nose to the grindstone and just like keep trying to put this music out there and put this art out there and hopefully people will take notice so
0: it's about time that people did so yes (laughs) get it together everybody (laughs) this is
1: only the fourth one (laughs) yeah
0: oh my gosh um I was wondering what are, we've sort of talked about how the, the, the series uh, has, has grown and changed, um, from, you know, how you originally envisioned it. Um, how are, are there ways that you'd like to see it grow and change in the future also from where it is today?
1: Absolutely. Um, and, and really, I think it didn't necessarily change from how I envisioned it. Mm. I think how I thought it was going to go. I how- wanted, was, it wasn't how it went. However, gotcha. it did answer the question that I posed in yeah. my mind, um, and is more than answered that question because <laughs> now, five years later, whatever you wanna call the varying styles of music that are really taking the forefront in, mm-hmm. Chicago, in the Chicago music scene, that is now fully entrenched and everyone's like, that's the cool stuff. And that's what I was talking about. And they're not talking about hip hop and they're not talking about in indie rock, you know, (laughs) they're not talking about R and B, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's so hard to even try to classify it. I don't think you can classify it. And I really am not a huge fan of classifying music to begin with. I think it's just, that's mainly a device for sales. Yeah. Um, and sales are important, but you know, where do you put a Janelle Monet? You know, right. it's like R and B, really is, right. really, you know. <laughs> and so, it, it it's like such a, a slippery slope. Yeah. And so, whatever is going on in Chicago right now was is answering my original question. However, going forward, I just want to. We've always just elastic in general has always been like a safe space for yes. artists to feel comfortable to come and try new things and try yeah. challenging things and try things that may only get 10 people to come and see it now. Yeah. But then a couple of years from now, they'll be in front of thousands yeah. somewhere in Germany, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing a festival <laughs> and they'll be playing this stuff that they were tinkering with at elastic. And yeah. so that's really that's elastics. Goal in general, and I really want the same thing for the Dark Matter series. I definitely want more more acknowledgement, not for me, but just for the artists that are um, participating in the, in the yeah. series. And when they do that, I want to see someone like, and and really, Angel is a great example. Totally, um, I remember when she first like was getting onto the scene and. She did a um, we did um, this siren song siren songs sessions, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it was three performances, and one was Angel, one was Tamika, and one was uh, Gira. Mm-hmm. And and little did I know that little trio of people. I mean, they've all they've like, all like, done really, done really taken really off really and you know super taken off. It's like. I think Angel has probably gotten the most press out of any artist that I've ever seen get press out of the the community that I'm familiar with. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a awesome thing because more people need to feel her vibration. And to hear not just her music, but just to experience her, her as a person. Her vibe. Exactly. Her extremely you know? positive, I'm, great vibe. I've never seen, I'm not a religious person, but, you know, I've never seen a person more worthy of the name Angel. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if seriously. there's going to be an angel, <laughs> that's that's her. who it should be, you know. <laughs> and, and, you know, she, she goes by Angel the Oracle, and she really is. And she's just like this light, mm-hmm. you know. And it's hard to, like try to put dampers on that put shades yeah. on that you can't cuz it just busts through so yeah uh, i think that you know i'd love to see another angel and another angel you know yeah. um get recognition for doing work that is challenging and is not boxed into some prepackaged thing that is for consumption for for profitable companies you know yeah and so um that's another goal is to keep keep doing that and then just to honestly to just continue to exist yeah. Um, especially as a residency program because that really gets to the heart because you can say okay here's a prompt what's next and you pose that question through a series how about if you say come here and create what's next Yeah. and I think that's the next level um, totally. and so trying to expand upon that is, is definitely a huge goal
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, How can uh, how can people keep up with Dark Matter series and the residency and everything that's going on like online?
1: Yes. So we do have a Instagram dark matter residency, all one word. And we have a Facebook page and I think it's still called Dark Matter series. I think you're right. And you can get with that. Um, I think our we have an email address. that's dark matter shy with his home. <laughs> I don't use that a lot, as you can see. I don't use dark matter. Oh, no, that's the radio. Oh, so <laughs> I do a, um, a streaming show on Q4 radio. Oh, cool. Every Wednesday from 10 p.m. to midnight. Mm-hmm. And it's called Dark Matter. And really, I started doing it as just a um, another vehicle to try to like promote these Signal artists. And, the, and yeah. exactly. And so we do have an email and that's Dark Matter Radio Chicago at Gmail. Uh-huh. And so if you get to that one, you'll get to me. Um, yeah. um, and also you can just email me directly at Sam at elasticarts.org is is super simple. But um, you know it's in I think our Facebook page is probably the most fleshed out, but I've been really like in angels, like again, to bring her up again, she's huge on social media yeah. presence and like, she's out there and it's like really gotten a lot of recognition for her. Uh-huh. And I think I'm somewhat like that personally, but we haven't over the years done enough of that. I don't think with the series, which could it's be cool. one of the reasons why we didn't get any new course, but <laughs> it's also
0: <laughs> just hard to keep up with. It's, it's like, a full time. So much energy.
1: I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to manage like I have like seven or eight pages, you know, that I'm trying to kind of like keep an eye on or yeah. or outright. I'm the only one managing it. <laughs> um, and so it's tough. And I'm trying to be more present in moments and not always like, oh, this is a great Instagram post. Right, you don't you know? always
0: want to think about like, oh, should I document this?
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and sometimes in a weird way, I don't want to document it because I just feel like that moment was there. that moment. And yeah. you know, then it's, it's like gonna, the art on the walls. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I'm going to try to do a better job <laughs> <laughs> of doing that. We created the, uh, the, 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 Instagram page. And I think that's a good way, but we started getting all these followers, like cool followers. And like, I was like, <laughs> should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> so, um, look for more posts there um especially as this weekend um approaches and mm-hmm. but however we do have so much documentation of and that's one of the reasons why i haven't been posting socially about a lot of this stuff is because jonathan is a wizard at like getting great captures oh, okay. uh video mm-hmm. and like for a while he had a gopro and he would position it just right and getting mm-hmm. some really cool shots that's like gigs upon gigs upon gigs upon gigs um, of information that I think we're still just trying to like wrap our heads around Yeah, (laughs) and we will be kind of pushing that content out. Um, And, you know, it goes back five years. And so artists like um, um, Cahill El Zabar, um, Val Ginti, who's this like super dope. uh, She plays like, She scratches on um, CDJs, Mm -hmm. but that's, like, such an oversimplification of what she does. (laughs) And then she has this, like, kind of um, electronic um, percussion that she plays. Um, She has a Haitian ancestry, and so she deals in a lot of, like, voodoo kind of rhythms and, 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 and themes she's awesome. He has some super hot footage of her um, and and just everyone who's been a part of the series. And so we're going to try to get that stuff out in some way, but yeah, those are ways you can get in touch with us.
0: Awesome. Um, and just to remind people, this is, uh, Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uh, September 20th through 22nd.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: Friday is 6 PM, Saturday is 8 PM and Sunday is 2 PM. Yes. um,
1: Ten dollars, twenty dollars, ten dollars. Yes. And the 23rd is my birthday. And like <gasps> I said, it's a milestone birthday. I'll keep that out of the out of the press. But <laughs> exactly how old. But um, it's a milestone birthday. And so and it also is the equinox, the fall equinox. Ooh. So my date, my birthday is the first full day of fall. <gasps> And the 22nd is the first day of fall because fall comes in oh. at some point
0: on the 21st. On
1: the 22nd. Or, oh, it
0: is the 22nd. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so Shannon Harris, mm-hmm. this audio pharmacologist, kegong yoga, yogi, <laughs> DJ, <laughs> sound bather, um, <laughs> is super stoked that it's the equinox. And yeah. so he has like all kinds of stuff planned. So. You can come help celebrate my birthday, the Equinox, see some good music, art, and performance, and support the community that needs support, yeah. you know, because w- great things are being done, but it just needs a bigger megaphone.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Sam.
1: My pleasure.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to signal boost this as much as I can. So yes. everybody go. Everybody go to Afrofuturist Weekend.